to the Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello, and welcome to Missonian Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. Thanks for listening as we help to tell the tales of food startups. Uh, this is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce, and I'm in the studio with... Sarah Massoni from the Food Innovation Center, Oregon State University. Hi, Sarah. Hi, good morning. I saw that you went and visited one of our previous guests this week. <gasps> you are so right. Can you tell us about it? I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I went to TMK Creamery in Camby, Oregon. Did you meet the cow liberties? I did. I actually did post a picture on my Instagram feed of two of the cow liberties. Mm-hmm. They were so excited to see me. That's they so cool. They were so welcoming and sweet, and they mooed. They were like, moo. Oh. Yes, and but the exciting news is that TMK Creamery is going to be serving cow to cone soft serve that is so cool it's so amazing so we made about 400 pounds of ice cream mix and we packed it off into two gallon bags and we have it in the cooler and some will be um, stored in the freezer and it'll be pulled out and put in the soft serve machine every saturday that's really neat so they're taking the milk directly from the cows that are there at the farm and then you can have it right there yep and we made it you know mixed in the sugar and all the goodies um and then pasteurize it in their vat pasteurizer. And the thing that's really cool about that is that it gives it this really delicious cooked nutty flavor that you just don't really get when you run it through a high temperature short time pasteurization system. That's so cool. And so I ate two bowls of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Shauna, she's like, do you want strawberries with your ice cream? I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, of and, course. And she left. And I was sitting there. I finished my first bowl of ice cream. I was like, when is she coming back with my strawberries? She comes back and she has a dozen strawberries and they're still warm. Because she ran next door to her mom's garden and picked fresh strawberries Oh, my gosh. Me. So lucky. That was like... So awesome. That's really cool. Well, I am glad that you went out there. I want all of our listeners to go there, and I need to go there, like, immediately. Yeah, so they have creme fraiche that's so good, so buy a tub of that, and of Did course... Did you get to try their vodka? No, but on October 4th, oh, okay. they're having the, oh, they're having that the big party. vodka day at 1 o'clock. We should go together. I'm going. Okay, I put cool. it on my calendar. I'm happy to, like, go together. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Cool. All right. Well, our food news today, uh, it's completely selfish because I just want to talk about my friend Jamie. So um, my friend Jamie Curl wrote a cookbook, and she is writing another one that's coming out, and she just announced it. So her new book is coming out with 10 Speed Press. It's called Baking Gold. So Go it's a Jamie. baking book this Go time. Jamie. I know, right? So it's going to be out in spring of 2020, but you can always um, 
pre-order books, and that's really good for authors. So I just wanted to mention that as kind of a thing. If anybody announces that they're going to have a book coming out, it's really great for the author if you pre-order it because they'll do a bigger print, and then there'll be more books available. Oh. So I wanted to get that news out there. That's good And then hopefully we'll have Jamie on a Meaningful Marketplace soon, and we can hear about all of her magical new baking recipes. If you're a food entrepreneur and you have a press release for us to announce, please submit those to startupradionetwork.com, and we'll help you spread the word about events, new products, and awards. And speaking of magical recipes, we have a special guest in the studio today, Michael Pan, founder of Pan's Mushroom Jerky. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. you having me. I'm so glad to have you here today. So um, just so our listeners can follow along, uh, do you have an Instagram handle or a place that they can find you easily? We do. Uh, it's pretty simple. Our Instagram handle is at Mushroom Jerky uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You got that Mushroom Jerky title locked and loaded. We got that early on. I love you that. so even, lucky. Even yeah, super Euro, lucky. So. That's money there. Yeah, mm, that's golden. great. And it, was, it wasn't when we when we got it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but everybody's now, like, yeah. "What mushroom yeah. jerky? Yeah. Are you crazy?" Yeah, that's... yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about if people if it has been easy for people to understand your mushroom jerky process. But first, I want you to tell us how you got started. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. My my background is actually not in food. Um, I was an engineer. Oh, um, I love engineers. Yeah, and and so I went to. I was born and raised in Mississippi, if you can't tell. Oh. Um, went to University of Illinois to get a double E degree and actually worked in the corporate world for about eight to nine years uh, at Motorola during its heyday. Just long enough to figure out you didn't want to work there? <laughs> beat me to it. <laughs> I know. We have, a, um, you might not be surprised by this, but we have a lot of people that come on the show that are like, I used to have a corporate job. And then I was like, no, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I talk about it. I mean, it sounds negative, but at the same time, I did learn a lot. Oh, I learned sure a lot is. from people that were very experienced. And I learned what it was like to work with, you know, multiple teams, different types of personalities, and obviously red tape that happens. And, you know, from that came this kind of like, all right, I don't feel very satisfied. Um, the work that I do is, okay, it helps a team, but I never really felt the return that I wanted. And um, this is back in around 2007, 2008. And what happened was I went on this trip to uh, Malaysia to visit family nice. that I hadn't seen since I was like two years old. Oh, what a great way to explore and Ex reconnect. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, like all really good families, they, they just fed me like crazy. They wanted to share all the foods they loved and, and, you know, all that stuff. And on one visit, I went to go visit a cousin. Yeah. Um, put a bowl of food on the table. I, you know, reached in and tried like all the other foods. I'm like, oh, what is this? And I was like, whoa, what what am I eating? And and I thought, I asked him, I was like, is this, is this pork? I thought it was like a dried shredded pork product. Oh. And he said, no, this is actually our mushroom jerky product. Wow. And I was, it took me a second to process it. And I'm like, oh, a mushroom jerky Did the light snack? bulb go off right then? or It, it did pretty quickly. And it wow. kind of, you know, after he told me the story, basically he had been making it um, since the 80s. Whoa. And had been making it for himself and for the region. And he, he's a vegetarian Buddhist, actually. Okay. Um, and so he... He had a lot of trouble finding foods that not only, you know, met his diet, but also had a, you know, good taste and really good texture. Satisfying. Yeah. And he found that, yeah, shiitake mushrooms are just uh, not only good for you, but also just have a really nice texture that he um, 
utilized to get this kind of meatiness that he wanted. Yeah, and it, and Sarah, you've had his jerky before, right? Yes, a lot of it. Yeah, so <laughs> it's we're, good. I the thing about it that I love is that it really is, and I've done so many events with you, Michael, and I know people's <laughs> response is, oh, yeah. they think it's meat a lot of times because the texture is. Um, it's like has a, like a. St- a strand, yeah, sort it's of like str- the striation. Is that the right word? Like that meat would like have chewy, delicious. But it's from mess. the mushrooms, which is so cool. Yeah, I'm super into it. Yeah, when we when we make it, which we do every day, it's just like we're honestly kind of blown away by how it looks. Yeah, um, but it looks, yeah, it looks very kind of like that that stringy meatiness and that we we go for every time we make it. So. It's awesome. So we had um, one rule on this show, which is that we were interviewing female entrepreneurs. Yeah, oops. But I'm kind of not that I much think of a rule follower. I can be for a while. A, a bit of a rebel, but especially when it comes to like gender norms. So I wanted you to come in because I felt it was so important to tell your story because it's uh, it's just as important to tell your family story. And yeah, so yeah. you're taking this really cool family recipe and it's part of your family's culture. And I, I knew about your cousin already because I've talked to you about it. So I just <laughs> thought it was a really cool thing. And I wanted to have you on here because I think it's great that you're carrying on this family tradition yes. and bringing it to all these people because I think that it isn't something that would have come here if you didn't bring it here. Yeah. That means a lot. I really mean, it really means a lot. You have me on. So yeah, Yeah, totally. I'm so excited. It's cool. Yeah. They, um, it's funny. Last time I, I went, uh, I don't, I don't think they really know what's time you went there a couple years, a couple years ago. Okay. And and we, we just keep in touch lightly and I don't think they have any idea what I'm doing. Haven't you sent them packages? I, uh, I haven't actually. It's kind of sad. I know. I know we, we owe too many to people here right now. I know. Put it in a box. I got to do it. Boom. You'll feel really proud. Yeah. When no. they open it, they're yeah. going to be freaking out. I think so. But yeah, it's, I think it's hard to process for them. They don't really get the, kind the of commercialization things, and the all that good food. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of the, the, it's one of those old stories of, you know, going to visit family and getting a, finding a recipe. And, and yeah, just it, it clicked that this is back in 2008. Yeah. Um, this is kind of before. You know, plant-based and veganism was as big as it is now, and then also the you know natural products were still on the rise and not. It feels like going crazy right now, but uh, still on the rise. And I kind of just you know this cross section of okay, I don't like this kind of corporate environment anymore. I'd like to go off on my own. Yeah. Um, and this just tastes really good, and yeah. other people need to have it. I mean, that's one of the things about when you bring a product to market, you really have to believe in it, and it's hard to sell something that you don't like eating. Yeah, So sure. I always recommend you, man, you really need to love what you you're selling. You have to love it. You do. Yeah. You have to love it. And so you went uh, in 2008, and you tried this awesome thing, and you came back, and how long did it take you to get an actual product out to market a while yeah <laughs> it always does I, I, uh, yeah um in you know, months I, I, or years uh, years yeah i like to i like to tell people that ideas are free it's the execution there's no shortage yeah. of them yeah. right there's no shortage of ideas and it's great to have one but yeah to launch it is a whole different story and basically what happened was um so i I'd, I'd worked in motorola and and which was which is great and i was able to kind of bootstrap and use the money um to extra money to kind of put into the business and try to launch a product. So um, it took some time, but basically my family would make it in Malaysia, mm-hmm. my cousin, and okay. I would import it to the U.S. Okay. as is and start testing the market. So they wouldn't make it for me. I'd, I'd you know, 
make a batch of whatever, 5,000 bags, we'd import it, and I'd sell it to some of the co-ops around the country to, to kind of test the market. And, and I used that time to create packaging, what's the brand, and it was very early on. But um, So did you did. write a business plan? I did, but... And did you already like do everything in that plan? <laughs> no, <laughs> you haven't. Well, now, well, now we have, but I think okay, you the, need to update it. Yeah, at the time it was For the um, next level. It was very much just. Uh, I think the 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 good the good part of doing it part time was that I was able to kind of self fund a bit. But the downside is it's it's really hard to get the time to do that. Yeah. Um, and so you never really fully realize what your plans are until you, I think, until you quit. I know. I had this guy tell me one time, he was an accountant, your business is never going to be successful until you do it 100% of your time. It's hard. I mean, there are you people that do it. focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing with business plans, too, that's tricky is that they do change. And, and then you get, once you're in the business, then it's hard to update it. So, yeah. like, you know, I did a business plan before I had a business. And then uh, after a couple of years, I never incorporated wholesale into it because okay. I didn't know that that was going to be part of what I was doing. I thought I was just going to sell at farmer's markets. And then once I started doing wholesale, I was like, this hasn't, I don't need, I didn't even write any of this into the plan, which which it's so different because but, you get very little money for wholesale. But I'm a firm believer that once you write that business plan, it starts rolling and you don't even realize it because you've actually articulated those thoughts. And the ideas are out there. Once it's completed, then you just have to go in and add a few paragraphs. Yeah. Next I went back and this. and did another course at Mercy Corps at the, the where I took the business classes and and redid my business plan yeah. to to it's incorporate things document. like yeah like yeah. wholesale and insurance like all those yeah. things are constantly changing so you have to get on it to get know? investors and money you have to have some kind of a business plan yeah I like what you said living document it yeah. is a living <laughs> yeah. document and it doesn't have to be a fifty page document right. it can no. just be a couple pages just right. just to give you a focus and plan exactly. so you self-funded you had your family in malaysia making yep. product for you are you still importing from there or what are you doing now yeah so the the kind of the change was so i um i continued doing on the side and, and actually i ended up doing another startup um my first real startup in boston that was a actually something not food again it was a tech startup oh uh we did a we built a sports app uh back in the really hot like every app days. apps were like so new mm-hmm. and cool yeah and we did that in 20 i did that in 2012 with um, a few other co-founders and um it it we ended up selling it in 2017 mm. and it was a it was kind of my first real foray into like all right startup world raise money um how to start a team from nothing um, and while we didn't have the success we wanted to, it was, I mean, the learning experience from it was invaluable and, um, it was, yeah, it was extremely valuable and I was able to kind of learn from the mistakes we made, but, and also learn from the good things we did. And, and after we sold that business, I said, all right, I have a choice. Do I go back to just a normal job or is it time to really give this my all? Yeah. And I said, there's no other choice. I have to, I have to do this. So what happened in 2018 is, um, decided to bring manufacturing to Portland, Oregon hmm. and, um, Launched, rebranded, launched four SKUs, and we rolled out in 2018. So where are you manufacturing? Do you have your own kitchen or are you a shared kitchen? We were start off shared. Which one were you in? We were in the Pittman building. Oh, yeah. okay. me too. That's where you guys have that <laughs> in common. Like I know. In. I don't know if we were there at the same time. I don't think so. Which kitchen were you in? We, um, 1620, which is the... I think Masala Pop. Oh, yeah. So we were in oh. there, too. But I think I had already gone. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, by the time that you were oh, in there. Oh, you wow. have more yeah. in common than you know. I know. 
it's well, like, we haven't seen each other in a little while, so okay. I think I knew up until the last whenever the last night market was that's when we, we that's when we check in about how things are going cool. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage to go through the building i think i think it is definitely well, it's either it's either that or um the what's the other kitchen that everybody kitchen crew, kitchen crew. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's like one or the other and kitchen crew i i went Michael and looked at in. yeah Michael we should Madigan. have we should um i love kitchen crew and some great things have come out of there um but i didn't have enough storage space i needed to keep things there yeah mostly cardboard boxes but um <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how much space cardboard boxes takes i know up. right so, so at space. the Pittman building i stored them up on top of the cooler up there that was my like invention Secret i'm spot. like that's that's clearly storage space i don't even know if you're <laughs> supposed to go up there but i that, sure did that tradition yeah. continues yeah <laughs> you started, started a tradition you innovated. Started a trend. yes i was like that is wasted space 100 <laughs> 100 yeah. so you're not still there though are you we uh we're actually still there but we're now in transition oh, so cool. um we did that as long as we could and um it's funny we actually have two spots there now you have two spots yes we oh. have um shout out to our friends runes as well we just moved into their old spot Oh, um, and for, runes moved. Runes moved, and so oh. we're we're actually in this like temporary space for a have couple runes months. In here. Yes, she's amazing, and um, so now we actually have a place being built uh, in kind of I think Eighth and Pine area. Oh, cool! Oh. And so that's going to be finished in October. So we kind of needed a space to start ramping yeah. up. And, and so just we know were, if they say it's finished in October, it might not be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yes, it was supposed to be. Yeah. It always takes longer. Yeah. Exactly. So we're kind of kind of in a temporary spot for now, but it's able to we were able to expand production um, now in the current space. And, yeah, we're moving in hopefully October. And so you have made the decision to still hold on to all your manufacturing. So you're doing it. You're not having a co-packer do it. That's correct. He has a pretty complicated process, yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little different than um, I think if if we were I don't know let's say a bar or something or something yeah. more common. Um, you got to hold may... on to the power of knowledge and keep yeah. the manufacturing in house for your product. Yeah, and I think what we're my my strategy is to do that as long as you can dial in the process and then keep the door open and keep the discussions going in case we do need to expand faster. Yeah, and uh, you know have have a co packer hopefully or just make yeah. it our core competency and that's what we do. Yeah. I it's think good. it's cool. I think it's good to hold on to it if if you can. I mean, I, it gets tricky if you have too much demand. Have you run into that problem? We do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. Um, I think that's part of our challenge. Is you know, are we able to grow fast enough? Yeah. Um, on our terms, I guess. I always use that in my favor. So if um, if we can only make a certain amount of something, then I just like to tell people, this is it. You know, we can, we're only going to make 500 bottles of this sauce. And when we do that, we sell all of them very quickly, which is great. I mean, it's what we want. You know, if we do things as limited edition or people, we're just honest about our manufacturing journey that we're like, you know, our hands are making each one of these bottles of sauce and we might run out. And, and it's not, we're not doing it um, as a sales tactic. It just is the truth. But it really drives people to to get our product and then yeah. you're like okay great now we can make the next one that's going to be limited we have <laughs> yeah. Vi- yeah. we have vintage yeah. bottles of your product in our pantry oh yeah Ooh. i know i get to do some really kind of fun stuff and yeah. that was what i wanted to talk about was your flavors that you have because they're really fun yeah so we have you want to describe tell us your flavors you have we have four flavors we have an original flavor mm. that's just kind of our most simplest ingredient set it's um, in a beautiful sort of what do you call a tangerine colored package? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an orangish tangerine color. And it says pans, mushroom jerky, original, and it has this really cute little mushroom on the front. We always like to talk about packaging, so yeah. I know you've yeah. changed your packaging. It's a gable bottom sort of bag that can stand up. That's correct. Yeah, and we it actually has a ziplock. We were with this package before. Yes. Oh, this um, one has. A we just kind of shrink down the package. We want to reduce the plastic, and uh, we added our our new brand logo finally. So we um, cool. trying to bring our brand out a bit more and not just be mushroom jerky only. So how long? What is your shelf life of your product? Uh, six months, but we. You Could use some help to oh, get that extended. <laughs> Go see Sarah. She'll help what you. happens at six months? It just doesn't have as much flavor, or is it dry? Or what? Um, it gets, we get mold. Yeah, it you do to, get mold? We do, eventually. Okay, we've got to work on the water to be. I love it. Help me. Help me. <laughs> so, so you mm. can tell by oh. the mouth sounds that Sarah has broken into the first mm-hmm. the flavor, original. and that's the original. Mm-hmm. Have it. Yeah. Try it. So the thing that I really like, so, so I, I love jerky. Oh. And I love meat, but I'm mm. picky about meat. So mm. if anything is like wobbly or fatty, mm. I am like done with it. So that's why I love this so much because the texture always is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I can be your spokesperson, by I, the way. <laughs> please, please do. Because <laughs> I'm a big fan, which is why I wanted to have you here. And um, I think it's Tasty. so great because it's it does really feel like the texture of meat. So this one is barbecue, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's it's vegetarian, vegan, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Gluten-free. Yep. You have all the things. So for Soy all of our too. Yeah, all of our gluten-free pals out there just and know that you can have this. And it's rich in vitamin D. It's so good. Which is really funny mm-hmm. about mushrooms because mostly mushrooms are grown in the dark, but they have a lot of vitamin D, which is what you get from the sun. Oh, that is interesting. So all of our Portland Boom. buddies that don't get any gotta sun, eat you got to eat more of this. So and that you can you eat can it in the dark. Get and your vitamin get, D. Like a mushroom, you'll get vitamin D. <laughs> oh, this one's my favorite flavor, by the way. Yes, the Thai is simply the most popular. Yep. I'm pretty sure you could eat a whole bag like in a sitting. Yeah. I if think you were it, working at your computer or something, you would eat the whole bag. It's so good. We've had that complaint before. You did a complaint? <laughs> <laughs> you need to make bigger larger bags. Larger bags. Do you make larger bags what? or do like any? Oh, they have dual declaration. Like it tells you if you eat the whole bag, how many right. calories. Right. Yeah. Are we in, the, in our plans to make larger bags and mm. probably even a single serving so people can trial and test it out too. Portion this one's control. so good. This one's my favorite. The zesty tie. I do. Bit of kick. I do have a new. Um, flavor idea for you. Are you ready? This is my big pitch. So I I like the zesty tie, but of course I want things super spicy. So I brought you You've n- I know you've never had this because I didn't have it at the last night market. Some of our volcano sparkle. Whoa. Which. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Is that. Are there unicorns in and there? You too? guys don't have to try this on air because it is so hot. But it's all of my favorite chilies. But Sarah, you haven't had this either. So I wanted you to try it. So it's oh, all my favorite um, peppers ground up. And it's got scorpion peppers, do you sell ghost that? chilies. I do. Yeah, I sell it at the market. Oh my gosh! Because I <sighs> wanted something really hot that I could add to things without carrying sauce around. So I like melted into butter and put it on corn, things like that. But when mm. I was looking at your flavors online last night, I was like, he, he needs, needs some volcano sparkle. sparkle. And so you can even just put some on the jerky, sir, and tell me what you think. Actually, the it's so hot though. Yeah. Sparks are flying in my head. I know. I mean, no, I'm serious. This is uh, this is fade right here. The this zesty is... tie yeah. is really good. You don't have to um, 
you don't have to give me an answer now, but I just thought it would be a great idea because Are we gonna I, try would be, it? I would probably be your biggest Let's customer. Let's put some on the original. Well, all right, yeah. so, well, well we, it's funny because we've been Innovation trying to develop a station, spicy yeah. version, mm-hmm. and it's been difficult because. As Alan, you know, did you bring the scale yeah. so we can weigh what we're doing? Oh yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're actually recipe testing on this air. Is, this might be the first time this has ever happened. Oof. I can't wait to give this to my, my have, son either. He's going to love this. smoke coming out my ears, I think. All right. Do we have a... Just dip when it you, in there. It when in? Right, here's see. a napkin. Let's just try it. You won't, be able, you won't be able to see my tears. Is this too much? I don't, uh, I, I don't think so, but you're asking me. I mean, I'm like, people Go ask me that all the time Wait, at the booth. Do you like hot stuff? I, I do, but I mean, I might have, I don't know. I don't know my... Uh, you're going to we'll be fine. Watch, you're gonna be fine. My we'll watch for yeah. steam when you, you know? have to. Like, I might have to can go r- off air for like 10 minutes here. <laughs> we can run and get you water if we need to. Wait, he has coffee. Okay, here we go. There you go. Michael is trying the what volcano sparkle on the plain jerky. Yeah, I'm going to try it. Of okay. course I am. It's, I think it was my genius idea. Sarah, are you going to try it? You woke up early and that was what I, you were I came about. With, when all my best ideas happen, it's after midnight. So, of course, that's <laughs> I when it happens. I wake up at four like, in the morning and I'm like, oh my no, gosh, that's I'm a late what night gal. That's, oh, that's delicious. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay, I need a piece of plain. Yeah. Plain. Okay. Oh my God. It's so it, good. <laughs> Maybe you just have to like toss it in there. What I love about your sauces and all your recipes is they're not like, I mean that that was intimidating, honestly. But, oh yeah. But it's hot, but it's not. It's like a satisfying yeah. hot. It's not like yeah. I mean, it's to got... disable me for an hour or anything like that. But yeah, it's, it's delicious. Thank you, thank you. Well, that was my um, my one good idea of the day. So <laughs> there you go. I got to share it with you guys. So I'm so glad. We need to talk afterwards. <laughs> I know. We should. I like it. Collaboration, so, co-branding. Yeah. You can put both of your names on the package. I know that. Do you? you I do that a lot. Cross because I like to support all my people. You know, so it's okay, like any time that I can be talking about someone else, it's sometimes easier than just talking about myself and my business. So I, that's why I do a lot of things with other people because it's like I can be like, "Hey, this is this person that I love and I love their stuff." And the here big they companies are, do it. And like, here's this thing that we made. You go get the McFlurry and it has Oreo cookies in it. I know you have to be careful, kind of as a small business owner, though, because sometimes you get approached by these big companies that are like, "Oh, let's do something." together let's collaborate together and i kind of learned early on that that's not really that great of an idea because your values don't always align Mm -hmm. so one time my i don't even want to talk about the experience of who it was but um one time we kind of got into that situation where we just had to be like oh you know we thought this was going to be a really good fit and it's just not and so it's i just want to tell people that it's okay if you're a small business, if you get into something and you don't like how it feels, to stop, to stop, because that's yeah, like the one true really... power that you have as a mm-hmm. business owner is that you can walk away from something if it's not good for you. Stopping can save you a lot of money. Yeah, and just you want to feel good about your choices. Mm-hmm. You know, you're making all your own decisions, and sometimes it can be tricky. So you like, you know, it's okay to walk away. And now a word from our sponsor. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences. Because food brings people together. I want to ask you a question about a little bit about statistics and data. Can you tell us about the jerky market and like how 
how you're fitting into the big, you know, billion dollar pie. Yeah. With this vegetarian option. Yeah. I mean, um, actually, my info is more about the just the plant based market in general okay. that's exploding, but. I think there was a great report. By the way, I'm sweating. From I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Me too. No one can see that, but I'm, I'm it, wiping my it, it makes you feel alive, right? <laughs> yeah. My mouth is I'm, warm. I'm fully awake now. Um, no, uh, there was a great report uh, released by uh, the folks at Plant-Based Association and oh. Good, Good Food Institute in July, I think. But the past year, uh, I believe the um, retail, sale, retail sales for plant-based foods grew 11%. Oh. And uh, and that's and compared to the other other food and other categories, it's only grown two percent. Oh, and uh, what kind of the report showed was that that uh, while growth in general has been somewhat stagnant, plant based foods is kind of the is really pushing that that um, retail sales forward. Yeah, and as a result, what we're seeing is that uh, people who may not have thought that they needed to have plant based foods in their you know shelf and in their categories, especially jerky. Um, they know they need to plan for it and have it in not only to um, meet the current demand, but meet the demand that continues to grow. Yeah, yeah. And so we're seeing that um, with our conversations with buyers, with just people in general, and they're just they there's a demand for it. That's cool. Um, Do you find that people don't always get what you're doing right now? Because I really feel like your product is so new to people. They they either do they not get that it's not really meat. It's funny. We we try to make it pretty as simple as possible. Yeah, it's mushroom I mean, it just jerky, says mushroom right? jerky, super They're huge. Like, Wait, is this mushroom <laughs> and meat? <laughs> like, I was thinking, do they think it's mushroom flavor? That's, yeah, yeah. You know, we get that a flavor. lot, and, yeah. and it's, it's it's funny. Yeah, I mean, that's why you know you get out there to get people get their reactions, their feedback. But yeah, is this is this meat flavored with mushrooms? Yeah, and uh, they can't believe it. So it's. Yeah, we we do get that a lot, um, and we try to you know be as simple as possible when we communicate what what our product is. Yeah, but. well, I I can't recommend it more. I think it's so awesome. I did have a question that isn't food related, and that is when I was peeping around on your website last night, I noticed you have a lot of merch, like a lot of swag. <laughs> so you oh. have. Cell phone case covers, what? posters, athletic pants, what? beanies. I want some cups, of those. Like everything you can think of, you have. <laughs> Tell us about that. That's actually the core of our business. Is no. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, selling beanies and no. Um, it was just some, something fun. I mean, we, yeah. we had, um, from our previous experience, we were able to make some of that stuff fairly easily. And um, that's from having your other business. Yeah, just I mean, the, it's really seamless. Like we don't even have to make it. It's it just goes directly to the fulfillment house. If, yeah. If people do want a cell phone case with our brand on it. Yeah. Um, they can. It gets fulfilled and. Is it all the same? So all of your stuff is made by the same company. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Because you know we we have people on sometimes that are like I don't know should I make t-shirts should I make farmer's market bags like oh, people yeah. don't know exactly what what thing to pick and i looked at your page and i was like he just went with everything <laughs> we, we don't have an inventory of shirts in our in our kitchen or anything but um yeah no it, we, we wanted to have fun we, we try to we're obviously very serious most of the time with our our you know what we're doing and trying to grow but just something fun to have like why wouldn't you want to have a beach towel with our brand name on it maybe, yeah i think it's cool it. and i noticed you have this cool um print that you can do as an art print it was there a specific artist oh, that did that that's right um i don't know to be honest oh, okay 
<laughs> I had to ask my uh, my marketing person who who put oh, it together. Yeah. But I didn't know if it was like a pal that made it that you wanted to give a shout out to. Since I, I we're talking about merchandising, I'm gonna switch over to a question about the food shows that you go to. Oh yeah. I yes. think you go to, you were just mentioning you're getting ready for Expo East, but what, can you kind of like go through the year with us and tell us like, okay, in January I do this, in February this happens, March I'm doing this, what, what does your year look like? It, it feels like one long month with strange <laughs> shows bouncing, um, in a good way. I mean, it's, um, it's really our chance to, to go get in front of, uh, you know, key decision makers as quickly as possible. And so we... Um, I question myself how much you know we're spending on it, obviously, but also I, I see the benefit with the mm. you know the sales. sales. I kind of feel like you you in particular have to do it because people don't know you have to teach what your people. product is or how great it is until they try it, and mm-hmm. so you need to be in front of all those buyers yeah. and all of those people. That's exactly right. I don't know that that's the case for every single person, but I think for you it's so important. Yeah, yeah, and we we want to be, um, you know, we want to lead the market, be first to market, and so yeah. we're trying to be as aggressive as we can to educate people. That when they think of a mushroom jerky product, it's us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so we we in January we start off with the uh, the fancy food show in San Francisco, which is a great show in the Moscone Center mm-hmm. uh, downtown, and uh, they're a great organization that we're part of, especially Food Association. And uh, we do end up going to Expo West in March. Okay. And I'm, that's I'm, in Anaheim, right? That one's in Anaheim, mm-hmm. and that's that is a it's huge. It's gigantic. That's I, a crazy show. Very overwhelming, but in a good way. I yeah. think. <laughs> um, Did you go to Disney World while you were there? Disneyland. Not so much. Oh. I went to sleep. It's right across from Disneyland. Oh, okay, Disneyland. Yeah. Right. I get him confused. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see everyone having fun and we're, mm. <laughs> we're you got it. You got to take those breaks. <laughs> Self care, man. You can go to the, yeah. At night you can go walk around That's for true. free. That's true. Yeah. We try to, I try to hit up the beach over there and just kind of like sit there and, like being quiet for yeah, chill out. Yeah, just, that beach just isn't relax. too far from there, so that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're at Expo West, and then what do you do? Do you go to any distributor shows? We haven't yet. No. Okay. Um, we've stuck with yeah. So the especially food association has two shows: one in the winter and one in the summer. So we go to both of those. Okay. The ones in January is the one in San Francisco, and then there's one in New York in July. And that one kind of helps uh, cater towards more of the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the end of June, right? End of June. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And do you feel like those two shows are a little bit different? They are. There's a bit. Uh, I think the one in New York might be a little bit bigger. Yeah. And then I think you get a little bit of, of a difference from the different um, wholesalers or the, the stores that are coming in. Yeah. The buyers are different. Right. The buyers and the way they buy and... Um, and some people, you know, prefer certain distributors and, and or some will may or may not work directly with you and things like that. So, mm. um, so and then we, we go to those and then the Expo West, um, the Natural Products. Expo East, are you? You Expo, went to that in March and now you're going to go to Expo East. Yep. And that's uh, in Baltimore in September. Nice. Yeah. And so cool. we've, we've done those four major shows and then we've. Actually added in uh, the Chicago, a Chicago show called Sweets and Snacks. Ooh, Expo. I've always wanted to go to that. It's, uh, it was, was it our crazy? first time. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it's like Candyland. Yeah. Um, I mean, you go into well, one. I'm interested it's in, in the snack side of it. I know, that sounds fun. It's in the McCormick Center, so it's it's pretty big. Enormous. Yeah. And um, they do have a lot of snacks, so a lot of, they do have a, sections of brands that are, are more snacks, but... I don't know. It was kind of fun to see the kind of large. You can candy learn a lot too. from what all the other brands are doing. Um, kind of where they see the world going at that moment. Yeah, 
My husband's walk dad did like honey straws like back in the 80s, what? you know, and so he oh, would wow. go he to those. those. I don't know if he, I don't think he invented them, but he definitely was part of it in, in the huh. Eugene area. And so he oh. would go to those shows and, and Dirk said that that was one of his favorite things as a kid was because it was like going to Candyland. It's you like, get a bag yeah, you, so like you go through and everybody's through giving show. you all these samples and they're oh, like, here's some candy, here. here's some stuff. I mean, he was just a little kid. <laughs> and so I don't know if, if you ever did you fill a bag with candy is, <laughs> i am ashamed to say we may have um, but it's, you it's, can trade stuff at the end yeah. of the show you mm-hmm. like take your extra stuff and run around and say hey you want to trade some mushroom jerky for some oh, m yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of trading going on but but yeah it is it's very much like you're just grabbing stuff and filling as much as you can in your bag That's can you funny. tell us like so when you're getting ready for a show what are some of the things you have to do do you like pack a pallet of your stuff up and ship it somewhere or do you mail it to your hotel or how do you manage the we're, trade show we are pretty scrappy I'd scrappy say. Yeah, okay we um i'm because shipping stuff's kind of expensive it's hard we, it's we hard to figure out we literally did that this morning before i came in so do you carry stuff in or do you ship to the we try to, to the center we try to carry as much as we can that's our free luggage mm-hmm. so i'm i'm the guy that's like i mean we the worst place to do that, by the way, is in New York. Don't mm-hmm. I do not recommend doing that. But we, luckily, I've I've flown a lot because of all these shows. So I have you know Alaska miles or miles whatever. and all that stuff. But I can carry two large bags. Yeah. and I'm like slapping around these huge. Bags. I know so, it's nice for your product because it's light. We never do anything on the yes. East Coast because we have to ship a pallet because well, everything else I drive to. So I'm like, if it is drivable, I just fill my car with sauce so, and drive it. Okay, so, so anything in California. Anything like that. Yeah. I want to tell you guys, I met this company, and I'm sorry, I don't know the name of it, but I can get the information if somebody wants it. And what they do is they come, and they pick up your product on the pallet, and they drive it over to the train, and they put it on the train, and they can ship it all across the U.S. Wow. And so I checked on shipping a pallet from Oregon to New York, and it was only just under $300. Yeah, that's not bad. And it takes about six days. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah, I think when nice. I shipped a pallet, I did a show in L.A. This was quite a few years back because once I did it, I was like, I am never doing that again. But I shipped a pallet to L.A. and I think it was $400 yeah. just to ship it down there for a show. And then what happened is that the show was not a busy show. So I had all then, this sauce. Dang it. You had all that I had stuff. all the sauce. And I was like, I can't you ship it something. back. Like, that's going to be more Fire than like the amount. So I, yeah. So I went around to stores and sold it directly to them. Nice. Was that like, was hey, smart. would you like to be a new wholesale account of mine? I'm here yeah. with it. I can sell it to you right now out of the oh, back of my car. Good idea. So I did that. Sometimes you just have to, you do what you <laughs> you just have do. to go. You just have to go with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. So. And you learn. Yeah. <laughs> But that whole shipping thing can be a little bit overwhelming when you're first starting. And sometimes people just start by shipping their stuff in those free U.S. mailboxes. Do you use those? Yes. We do that with our our shipments to retailers a lot. And even maybe online orders because you don't have to pay for the box. You Mm -hmm. can just have those delivered by your mailman to your house. It's honestly huge, yeah. In a a bundle. Yeah, that's nice. And some of those little boxes, you can put up to 20 pounds or something outrageous in them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even more if you can squeeze it in. I think it's, I don't know if there's a, I don't know what there's a weight limit or not. No, there's not. But uh, the flat rate stuff is, yeah, it's, we've taken full advantage of that, especially if you're going to like Hawaii and stuff. I mean, the most I've ever fit in one of those boxes is about 30 pounds. Ah. But they actually do have a weight limit of, I think, 
now I'm thinking about about 70 pounds. So you could ship gold bars in a oh, park. Great. <laughs> <laughs> for when we're shipping all of our gold bars. <laughs> so let's plan for that in our future. You mentioned um, distributors, meeting distributors at the show. Do you use a distributor? We are starting to. Okay. So kind of our strategy launching actually was not actually not using distributors, um, kind of working with people who were able to work with us directly yeah. has really helped us launch so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to all the co-ops and independents around the country that do that because they are like the backbone of, yeah. I think, not only just obviously the communities they're involved in, but um, also small brands like us who are looking for ways to get on shelves, um, keep some margin so we can grow our business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hit a customer that cares about their food. And they don't charge slotting fees. And it's a great way to partner and grow your business. So I think it's probably old data, but if you can just fill all the natural shops down around the L.A. area, it could be in the millions of dollars for your company. Yeah. Yeah. So we took a strategic approach of um, trying to work you know, smartly, I guess, and yeah. grow, f- grow in a smart way. And, and I always recommend that people when they're starting do it as long as you can without having a distributor, just because it does give that money directly to you and you need it. Can I mean, be you like need 40%. it to build, yeah, to build up your business. Right. Yeah. I noticed on your website, if people are ordering wholesale, I can't remember who you were using. Um, there was like a, a link to, to go do your wholesale. So I wanted to ask you if you like doing it that way. Cause yeah. not, not a lot of people have that. Yeah, so our, our again, our strategy has been to do direct business, but also um, we realize that there are companies that have the relationships and they're on the ground mm-hmm. working with the retailers. So um, luckily, there are also people that are basically essentially act like an online broker. Yeah. Uh, so one we use is Hubba. That was, that's what it was, Hubba. Um, oh. They essentially have the relationships with a lot of retailers, and and the stores can order directly through their platform, and they take a percentage. Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. And do you so like you, doing? You like using that service? We do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, have inventory in their warehouse. No, we ship direct. Oh. We just we make they're it, ship a, it out. Hmm. Yeah, they're connection. they're a connection and. Um, and they manage the payment and everything. That's, and that's what I wanted to talk about. So the nice thing about using one of those services when you're a small company is that they take care of getting the money from the client, which nice. is really difficult. I mean, we spend a lot of time, we ship the product out to people and then it'll be, you know, it's due in 30 days if they have terms. Some people, you know, they have to pay first, but if they have terms, it's 30 days. But then sometimes they won't get paid for 60 or 90 you're days. You're not a bank. And Hello, so they, And then you have to like be calling people collecting money, which feels terrible. Mm. It feels terrible as a business owner yeah. to be like, I need this money to keep my business going. And I yeah. know that you need, you don't have the money to keep your business going. You just know that that's what the situation is. Mm-hmm. But if you use one of these services, you don't have to be the one to do it. They, right. They're actually paying you right when you ship out the shipment and then they get the money from the company, exactly. which wow. is really nice. I have to say it's, it's worth that fee that they take. To just not what have that feeling. It's is amazing. It, it's, they're, they're all a little different, different. and you yeah. kind of negotiate, negotiate it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but it's it's the yeah, you get the cash, which you absolutely need. Yeah, totally. uh, the cash flow is like it's like oxygen for you. Yeah. And so we use them a lot just to obviously fill shelves and get to their customers, but also it, it helps keep the cash going. Yeah, That's I would cool. I for us it's worked well. I would recommend it. We don't use the same one. We use fair. There's there's yep. a few of them out mm-hmm. there, but mm. it's it's just just that even like bookkeeping piece is really nice. Yeah, I have a question for you both since you have websites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever go on other people's websites and sort of like see what they're doing and help yourself by sort of seeing where they're selling or 
if they have some new kind of thing happening on their website or like other you, companies? Yeah. Have you ever done that? Have you ever looked on a successful company's like place on the site where you can type in your zip code and you can see all the stores? Oh, like that see where they're, where they're selling. No, have you ever done we that? kind of let that happen organically. Like okay. if we have a connection to a store somehow, then we'll reach out to them. So what happens for us a lot is like we're meeting people at the farmer's market that are like, I'm in Wyoming. Where can I get your product? And I'm like, nowhere. But tell me in Wyoming where you would that's shop. A good idea. And then we contact that store. And that's how most of our stores outside of the state happen. Mm-hmm. We're not like, but we don't have a team of people to sit down and do research and find stores and reach out to people. You know, it's just me and Dirk. So we just kind of like do it that way. Organically. And that's what, yeah, that's what sort of works for us. What about you, Michael? I, I don't. I guess in, in terms of um, we also kind of get inbound requests for stores. And, mm-hmm. and I think the trade shows help a lot with the out-of-state stores as well. Um, but in terms of like from a competition side, mm-hmm. I actually don't. <laughs> Maybe haven't. I should, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. Uh, I I actually tend to kind of I try to keep an eye on any competitors coming mm-hmm. out, but also I'm, we're just so focused on what we're doing. Yeah. It's kind of hard for, for can, us at the moment. Can we talk to you about sustainability and transparency? Those are like two of the big buzzwords right now in the food industry. And what are your feelings about sustainability and transparency? Yeah, I mean, as you, it's just it's. I think it's funny. Growing up, it was kind of like the good thing to do, mm-hmm. but now I, I think it's obviously it's shifted to you have to do it now um, and and have it top of mind. And um, you know, it's it's something that also with uh, you know my I have a son, eleven year old son, and also just like seeing my nieces and nephews, it's, it's it's hard not to think about like what are at this point in my life, what am I leaving for that next generation? Yeah. Um, so I think as a company, big or small, and I don't I don't know how you can not think about that and how you're impacting um, so you're, those things. So you've decreased the package size a little bit with the same weight of product to try and reduce the plastic yep. imprint. Well, yeah. I was going to say, weren't you just nominated for a Eco Excellence Award? We were. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that was fun. You're um, famous. <laughs> try to be. Um, <laughs> we're also going to a uh, recyclable packaging you are. That's our next, like, for, yeah, the next run is going to be all recyclable. And it's tough to get with the jerky pouch. Yeah, because uh, the we need to manage the oxygen transfer rate. Exactly. So OTR. Luckily, I mean, yeah. I think this is what we're seeing, though, is that I don't think they would have thought about it two years from now. Yeah. But now that people are demanding it, they'd see the demand. It's and improving. Having, yeah. And the so they're... It's I went to a blogger yeah. conference this summer in Palm Springs called Alt Summit, and they were saying that it is the most important thing to young, you know, whatever you want to call them, if you want to call them millennials or whatever, shoppers, yeah, the new generation. That's the most important thing is if the packaging is sustainable. So I think for, you know, it's an important choice that maybe yeah. you didn't have to make that choice two years ago, but I think you have to make it now. Yeah, People want things plan. that can be recyclable. It's yeah. important to them. And I think it's great that you're looking at that and making those choices and it fits with with your values and I mean even just your what you're teaching people about eating less meat and eating more plant-based foods is is helpful to our you know our climate all of those things that are important to mm-hmm. people you know your product is supporting that which is awesome yeah. so let's save the world <laughs> I like it let's do it if you got to pick a celebrity spokesperson who would it be well after today it's 
it's Sarah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm your spokesperson. She already, she already did the, she did the pitch, and I'm like, I'm sold. You gotta good. have her picture on your website now. <laughs> you won the job. This I'm morning. so oh proud. <laughs> she is on TV, and you, you create a new, a new flavor. For, I mean, I, I don't know how I can turn that down. Sarah's smiling so um, big. Oh my gosh, I was telling my husband last night. I'm like, well, I'm gonna put him on the spot, and I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be really awkward or it's going to go over really well. And now he wants you to be a celebrity. Yeah. So, Dirk, it went well. <laughs> Did you just say yes? <laughs> yes, I, I will totally be your Okay, so uh, that excellent. means when you go on TV, you have to have like a bag mm-hmm. attached to yeah, your waistband. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of merch. I'm going to yeah. start wearing it. You can take <laughs> old bags and make a necklace out of they, them. Oh, that's what they call it. I'm, I'd or be your purse. brand ambassador. Oh. That's yeah. what they call it now. You know? we got to get yeah. you some swag. I know. Right I will wear it properly. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so good. What I, is I, the single most difficult aspect of having your own business for you? Oh, man. Single. Yeah. Do you like one thing that you could change? Uh, um, I mean, I, I definitely think there's, I mean, for me, it's it, there's this balance of life that's difficult mm-hmm. um, and the sacrifice that I've made and you've made many times and mm-hmm. you know it's that grinding it out that you're doing early on um, that a lot of people are doing where you know you're sacrificing time with family yeah. sacrificing time with you know people you care about and um, you know you just hope that it, it will pay off and balance out at some point so we're, we're right in the middle of that yeah. where I'm, I'm hoping for more balance in my life um, going forward but being um, present in the moment is yeah. always difficult. It's, it's very, hard when you have a family difficult. because your your business has to be successful to support your family. Mm-hmm. But also you want to be there with your family. But for your business to be successful, you have to be doing these other things. That's, you know, so it's a little tricky sometimes. And it, especially yeah. Michael and I are at these events sometimes until midnight, you know, <laughs> and our families are home and mm-hmm. we want to be home there. But we have to get our stuff to people. And so it's like this decision that you constantly have to make. And it can be yeah. really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. You got to feed your family. Got to do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, we are almost out of time. That's Is there so any last plug or event or product or anything you want to mention? Um, yeah. I mean, we are um, we are excited. We're hopefully going to have a couple more, two or three more flavors, including maybe a oh. collaboration <laughs> early next year with a spice, new spicy flavor. Um, yeah. But no, I, we appreciate all the support uh, from people who have kind of helped us start off and we're excited Good. to keep growing and we just launched in Whole Foods in Southern California. We're oh, about to launch in nice. Thank you. About to launch in Northwest as well. So Bad. we're trying to get uh, we just want our product to be more accessible to people. And we so. always like to send um, shoppers and customers to you directly. So the best way to do that I'm sure is through your website and any events you're going to be doing people can find you at yeah we we do the portland night market snack we'll be at snack fest as well We'll we're always there they're great um community event and um I think other events we'll be doing gobble up as well. Oh yeah, I think we're, that's coming up. We're going to be at all the same all things together, same things. which is great because I will have snacks to eat. And <laughs> you can sometimes Michael, your yeah, stuff sometimes on. Michael keeps me alive. <laughs> It'll be great. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. It was so great to have you. Yes, we record Masonian Marshall inside of Ned Space. Tune in live every Friday at nine a.m. and you'll find us on your favorite podcast platform soon. Thank you to our audio engineer and production assistant. And if you'd like to. To be on our show, give us a shout out at startupradionetwork.com. Until next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
committed to serving Oregonians with the mission of advancing science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are inspired by the creativity of new food development. We strive to find new flavors, new economic opportunities, new experiences, and honor diversity. We are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace because good food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn. Launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.